When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And, and this, this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. Hi, 50-ishers. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50. We're a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and don't give a 50. We had a lovely comment on our Insta from Squirrel LJ. She I says, love your Insta handle, by the way, Squirrel. I know. <laughs> Squirrel. Could, we, could you send in the backstory for us? It's a ripper. It's a ripper. I, I agree, Trish. I like it too. She said, I have just returned from six weeks overseas and the first thing I did was catch up on your podcast. I missed you girls. So that's awesome. Thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you, Squirrel. As you know. <laughs> Thanks, Squirrel. As a new friend now. <laughs> As you know, we're always so grateful for all your feedback and we really are especially grateful if you could take the time to leave us a review or a rating on the platform you listen to our podcast on. For example, Apple. I know it's a bit tricky on Spotify. You can rate it, but I'm I'm not sure people have worked out how to do the oh, reviews well, and I so, don't know either. I'm so technically advanced, I'll send a screen recording of me doing it. Well, you're better than I am. Well, anyway. I'm <laughs> sarcastic, but I'll give it a crack. <laughs> Good girl. Also share our podcast with a friend to help uh, keep a voice going for our much loved 50-ish tribe. So this week we are talking to Sandy Lowry's and we think our 50-ish tribe, you are going to love her yes, as much as absolutely. we know we are. So Sandy is an incredible woman. She's had a diverse and interesting career, Trish, and that's seen her wear many hats and I like this and I find at this age or this stage of life we have worn many hats. She has been a business owner, a manager, coordinator and successful blogger. She's most recently a writer, creative and host of the Good Girl Professional Podcast. So Great. yeah. 
Hooray, another podcast. I know, it's an awesome name. She invites empowered women to share real stories about their life, careers, survival, dating relationships and everything else beyond 40, 50 and 60, which yes. is awesome. And I love the, the brilliant fact years. The brilliant years. And she's including women beyond 60 because, shit, I'm going to be there in a blink of a heartbeat. And I'm so, going to be there in a blink of a heartbeat behind your blink of a heartbeat. Yeah, and we want to just keep thriving. So I've been listening to some of Sandy's episodes and she certainly chatted to some impressive women. So think Sam Bloom, who's inspiring life oh, stories, now the focus amazing. of her feature um, I love film. that movie too. Tracy Spicer and Canadian author and women's advocate Tara Moss. But she also speaks to extraordinary, under-the-radar women who tell the most compelling stories. Yes. And I've been listening to a few. Like, and that's what we love to do. Fully, absolutely. So she's also the founder and creative director of WB40, or Women Beyond 40 magazine, which is a platform dedicated to promoting the vibrancy, bravery and brilliance of women over 40. Freaking love that. Yes, so do I. Vibrancy, bravery and brilliance. That's okay? us in that's a nutshell. Us. True. Um, Trish, and I was having a good read of WB40 and found so much alignment between Sandy's values and ours. So that women over 40 have incredible hard-won wisdom and much to offer the world. And yes, that's something absolutely. these are all Tick aligning with the, our pillars, right? It's very impressive. <laughs> Will you help me write them? <laughs> Do you not remember that was over a year yeah. ago? Anyway, women who want to see other women rise. Yes. Love that. Straightening each other's crowns without telling anyone. Fully. The importance of making the world a better place for women in future generations, yes, which is absolutely. a really important one. Showcasing the stories of women, not all of whom are well known, but um, have equally fascinating stories. And you and I are massive believers in that. Yeah. Sandy's a mum to three adult children and she joins us online from Melbourne. Hello and welcome to Don't Give a 50, gorgeous Sandy. Hello, gorgeous Sandy. My gosh, oh three my adult God. children. You look far too young. Mmm, you child bride. <laughs> ah, yes, I like to say I had them when I was eight. Don't lie. <laughs> Guys. Um, How are I you? I am definitely old enough. I'm well, thank you, ladies. Oh, my God, what a beautiful intro. Um, you made me blush, ladies. You're, um, you're pretty amazing yourselves and I'm in love with your podcast by the way because oh, I don't give you either Love no, that. good, good, yeah. And we um, we are trying to um, the, the extol the virtues of that thinking we everywhere we go, you know, and just say it. Oh, well, I don't give a 50 anymore. Yes. We don't have to. Love it. Yes. No, and when it does don't. creep Love into your head it. and you feel yourself give a 50, you go, no, uh-uh. Mm, catch it and flip it, yeah. Sandy, we mm. love to give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests. We'd love a highlight reel, mm. a bit of a then to now backstory, where mm. you start or where it started or you started. I mean, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> um, Maybe not if, that much detail, yeah, Sandy. <laughs> if and how you've transitioned or repurposed yourself mm. in midlife. Now, I know this podcast is not hours and hours long, so just, just the highlight reel to get everyone else up to speed on how brilliant yeah. you are. Just a little sneaky peek. Yeah, um, please. I've, I've always been a writer, so sort of that's been the one consistent thing throughout my life. That's what I did at uni. Um, of course, you know, being a creative in this country is quite difficult to make a living. Yeah. And especially beyond a divorce when you, you know, you're raising three kids. So I've done lots of different things, but the one thing I have always done is written. And I think when I had said messy divorce and I was pretty devastated, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write about it. Mm. And um, 
especially when I started dating because I had been with this person for 18 years of my life. Dating apps certainly didn't exist when I met him. And so when we got divorced, I thought, I'm just going to document it. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I did it. (laughs) I originally started writing under a pseudonym. I called it the Good Girl Confessional, very successful blog actually that went on for seven years and um, wrote about the good, the bad and the very messy. My gosh, that's brilliant. So did you use um, also inspiration from other friends that were having similar experiences at at the time or was the Good Girl Confessional blog all about you? No, I definitely used other, it drew from other inspiration. Although at that time in my life, I was 41 when I got divorced. I was 43 when I started to write this blog because I started dating then. And I didn't actually have many friends who were single, if I'm honest, girls. Yeah. Everyone was sort of all loved up and married. And that, that's and, got um, its own, you know, own difficulties as yeah. well. Yeah, it's very so alienating, really. isn't it? You feel quite isolated. Very. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's really strange. I did have a couple of really good friends who were single and those amazing um, chicks in my life helped me really to navigate that. But it just became really quite comical because, you know, I had some pretty extraordinary adventures and I was pretty out there because I thought, oh, I'm safe, I'm writing under a pseudonym. <laughs> so I was <laughs> let's just say I had a big sexual revolution yep. going on, a um, bit of a revelation and reinvented myself and really figured out beyond marriage who the hell was I what did I want what didn't I want and um you know there were some fun times ladies let me tell you Sandy could I ask how Mm. young you were when you got married yes so I was in my 20s when I got married Mm. and I'd been married twice so I married a childhood sweetheart really young bad decision Mm. um but I say that but then we share this extraordinary kid who's um getting married this year oh wow yeah which is really lovely, and then went on, remarried, who I thought was the love of my life, went on and had two more gorgeous kids, and um, and it just didn't work out. Mm. So we were in our 20s. I mean, we were pretty yeah. young when we met. I know. You know? We've, we've, and yeah, we, Mel and I have often talked about that and some of our guests, that you change so much during your 20s that it's not unusual to kind of find yourself again in the 40s, 50s and think, you know, who am I? What actually do I like? What do I want? Et cetera, et cetera. Rather than just kind of going along with the good girl, this is what we're meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly where the name came from. So the good girl confessional for me was a nod at the, you know, societal and patriarchal kind of view that women are all meant to be good girls and just, yes. you know, toe the party line and be quiet. Yeah. And I was anything but those things and kind of went, no, to hell with it. I'm to hell with that. And, and I have, I'm surrounded by so many incredible women who are not quiet. Yeah. Who are, and when I say that, they're not over the top, but like they've got a voice and mm. they're prepared to use it. Mm. Sandy, some of them different. are over the top and that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is over. Yeah, that's this true is too. speaking from I'm somebody who may have been a little bit over the top <laughs> on the weekend who is just in her head about it. And I'm just going to own it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Thank you. I'm glad you do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I often say then that I I got kind of sick about banging on about dating and I was in a very different part of my life by then as well. Mm. I started to invite other women to come in, be guest bloggers, to tell their stories, different stories. But I, through that blog, met so many extraordinary women who reached out to me and said, I thought I was alone. I didn't know anybody was out there Mm. single. I didn't even know where to start. I was scared to take that first step. And that just, you know, really kind of, I felt so humbled. I didn't actually realise anyone would read it. Mm. It really was just a cathartic journey for me. I mean, what was a blog? I didn't know. I was like, it's out in the universe now, but who the hell's going to find it? I didn't advertise it. Yep. It ended up um, our magazine 
of all places in India listed it as the top five confessional oh, blogs Sandy. and that everybody should be reading it. Oh, you Brilliant. go, girl. That is oh, absolutely Do you go to India? Do they like oh, are they like Come on, business class ticket to, you know, like <laughs> Delhi or Mumbai. Like that would be fantastic. I'm putting it, I'm a... putting it out there for you to the universe. <laughs> that they get you over there so they can see you, meet you in person and you can speak to women over there. Now, that would be interesting. Yeah, it was pretty amazing because, you know, as you know, Indian society is a little different from ours. And so I was like, (gasps) Mm. um, but it was really nice. It was fascinating that I did get contacted by a lot of chicks who um, were Indian and who actually said, this is, you know, this is so naughty and I love it and you make Mm. me blush, but I can't stop reading it. And I kind of thought there's such a need for it. Mm. But then, uh, you know, the good girl confessional, I guess I had grown up and I, and so so I always say that the blog grew up and she evolved into a podcast and the podcast, you know, for me was really by then I really wanted to share the stories of women and not just women who were dating or divorced or whatever. I mean, we go through so many experiences in our lives mm. and I wanted these women over the age of 40, 50, 60, 70 and beyond to kind of have a platform where they go, you know what, I've got a bloody story and I want to tell it. Mm. And some of these women weirdly have been so overlooked by mainstream media, but their stories are powerful. So and, true. you know, they're just incredible. <gasps> and, you know? and the yeah. power in telling that story and sharing that story. And for someone out there listening, going, oh, I'm not alone. Me too. I feel that way. I'm seen. You know, I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. Other people are like that as well. Totally resonates and- with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've hit the nail on the head because that's what it's all about, right, ladies, and exactly what you're doing as well in that sharing these stories. Also, what we highlight to everyone, but especially to the women listening, is that, oh, my God, my life is not over because I'm in my 40s. My life is not over because I'm in my 50s. Um, as you say, I'm headed to my 60s as well. In, in You know, I'm like, my life will not be over then either. And, no. and I have incredible women I've met through this podcast, as I said, even in their 70s, mm. um, in their 80s, who are dynamic and brilliant going, yes, life doesn't end, darling, and neither does your sex life and neither does your desires for and, and zest for life. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I'm so intrigued by that and I want to be those women when I yes, grow up, right? And I, I want to get to that point later. But one, a, a key word for me that you said before was that that a lot of women had felt overlooked, and that's I know yeah. where I was sitting at when I first rang Trish and said, "How about we do a podcast?" Because I felt like we had so much more, but there was that sense of being invisible. Yeah, and yeah. and I think with me too at that time, it was I was far too busy in my role uh, nurturing my family to actually take time of of what's going to Mm. give me purpose other than that and to really get me passionate and focused on something. So it's when you find that passion again, you go, Mm. great. And just going back, you know, you talk about the good girl confessional, the blog and and resonating with so many women and especially the Indian culture. There's so many other cultures out there that potentially they are encouraged to not be open about their sexuality or their needs Mm. or whatnot. So to hear this, Mm. go, oh, okay, great, that's Mm. fine. Other people feel like that. Yeah. You know, rather than feeling like they're so naughty because we're not naughty. Or if we are naughty, there's nothing wrong with being naughty. (laughs) But naughty's not bad. Just what you know. I mean, I'm not saying break laws. I'm not saying break laws, but I'm just saying. (laughs) 
Nothing wrong with a little hey, bit I, of mischief. I don't. I judge not. Hey, mm. I just reckon that seriously. I think that that's you, you've hit, again hit the nail on the head here about this whole like, what do we consider to be naughty? What do we consider to be taboo? And I had been writing and talking about stuff for so many years that mainstream media still considers to be so taboo. You know, I shout it from the roo- rooftops in both the magazine on our website on our podcast talk to a lot of women about you know menopause sex in midlife changing careers in midlife finding your passion and your purpose in midlife and as you were saying and rightly so Trish about you know we spend so much of our time nurturing everybody else and we're part of this sandwich generation between raising kids looking after partners and then raising elderly aging parents you know you sort of do need I really am a firm believer that every woman should have stuff in their life friendships passions hobbies, yes. whatever it may be that just brings you joy because so what it does is teach our children as well mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. their life doesn't end either when they're 40. We get so many women in their 20s and 30s now who are actually listening to the podcast yeah. and reading the magazine saying, I was terrified of turning 40 mm. and now, now I'm, I'm not. not. Isn't I know. it funny now that we're heading towards, well, you're there and I'm just, you know, uh, bees dick away from mid-50s and you think, wow, I don't really feel any different I feel more inspired I've got more energy to put into a passionate project not necessarily to go for a run but you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. more headspace more wisdom and, and I know we've talked a lot lately and people are probably sick of me saying it but I love that thought pattern that when your your uh, body starts to or stops ovulating and regulating the temperature of your uterus etc that all that blood and energy then goes to your brain and that's why you're fiercer and and uh more motivated. That's why my brain feels like it's going to explode <laughs> yeah. most days, yeah. particularly after we've it's not spoken going to your against ovaries. Like, it's going to your brain. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I, we're just learning so much, Sandy. Yeah. Which you know, through through our guests, you know, such as yourself. Yeah. So I love the fact that your career, like all of these, so your blogging and your magazine and your podcast, they all lend themselves very nicely, don't they? So are you still blogging? No. So the blog, um, really well. I mean, you know, there's no time to blog because mm. I basically started a magazine in both print and digital like an insane person and that came about because the podcast had really taken off the plan was always to have a magazine and a website and to build a community for women so they could see themselves reflected back right Mm. but COVID hit and the plan was the magazine was going to launch a year later than it did but we started to see and I knew a lot of creative women who had lost their jobs, right? There, there was yes, there was yes. no money. And so they were, you know, we wanted to create some paid opportunities in an independent mag for writers, for female artists, for editors, for whoever it may be. Mm. And then when we launched, I had no idea how I was going to launch a magazine, but I did it anyway. There you go. You, that was oh, our first we'll it. Sandy's showing us our be- her beautiful magazine and we'll, we'll put some That's, links to that online. With of course Rose Bader Ginsburg yeah, on the cover. Yeah, legend. Uh, Rose Bader Ginsburg on the cover, and this artwork was created, by the way, by an incredible female artist in Sydney, Kathy yeah. Frank. And so every single cover has been radically different, but they're all artworks done by incredible female artists around the world now. Yes, um, well done, oh, Sandy. You're a legend. Like, I mean, just the the ability to launch a magazine like that's so overwhelming. 
like sitting here now, don't you think, Trish? Yeah, but like I where on it, earth would you start? But, but and same you've with done us it. doing the podcast. It's yeah. just you've just got to start, haven't you? And it gets that I momentum. Guess got a magazine a is tangible though. Like I know it's online as well, but it's also tangible. Yeah. So that that's extraordinary. So Can I ask you? Sorry, I'm butting in. Sorry. Oh my God, it's my turn, my turn. <laughs> so I've got so many questions. I'm next, all right? <laughs> okay, take a number. Take your number, Dars. I've got my hand up, Sandy. So, pick me, pick me. <laughs> so, Sandy, when you say we, who's we, yeah. please? Okay, so when I say we, it started as me, but of course I put the word out to lots of different female communities I'm involved in, business groups, writing groups, whoever it may be. I put the word out one day and said, I know this sounds totally insane, but I really want to start a magazine. (laughs) And um, what are your thoughts? And the next day, without a word of a lie, overnight, we had over 500 responses from extraordinary women saying, I'll write. I'll edit, what do you need? I can offer advice or even I, I can't offer anything but I can give you our support. I, I just was like, yeah. whoa, this is it. And then you realise in that space and especially when I said this is hardcore going to be for women over the age of 40, over the age of 50, yep. over the age of 60. Yep. And so many people jumped on board because then you realise there's a whole market out there that has been completely ignored, oh, as you say. Uh, yeah. absolutely. And yes. so much wisdom and knowledge and experience in so many different industries that can right. use that, you know, that they're exactly happy to right. share that. And that is a exactly common right. theme that we've heard that women in those in that midlife age bracket are so generous with their time, with their knowledge, with their yeah. wisdom and happy to share yeah. it, especially if it means that it's going to empower more women in that space. It's, it's really true and I think um, what's really nice is that this magazine is written by women for women, yeah. right, in this age demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, you, know you, you get all sorts of crap. Like I, I cop crap, like why isn't it about men? Why can't you do it about men over 40? Well, let me tell well, you men's health, why. You've got your, you've got your <laughs> stuff. Because there's plenty, yeah. plenty of stuff out there for men. There just is. Mm. Men are just primarily, I think, lazy. They don't want to look for it, but there's so much of it out there. But I really wanted something where ordinary women like me, because I'm an ordinary chick, could pick up a magazine and go, oh my God, that woman looks like me. Yes. Right? Because mainstream media, yes, we see images of incredible women over the age of 40, 50, 60, but they're celebrities. And it tends to be something, you know, that we can't aspire to, that the ordinary chick can't aspire to. 100%. What I'm noticing is well that even though mainstream media are picking up on it you are getting what they call plus size models or you are diversity. getting some older ladies or you know different diversities whether it be disabled etc <clears throat> but you're still getting like the a lot of the plus size models as I always said and Melinda mm. I don't resonate with a lot of them because they're all six statuesque. foot and statuesque and beautiful you know there's and and, and and yes it is improving but it's a lot of the little brands that yeah. are going out of their way. We've got a long way to go. Everyone. We've got a long way to go to feel represented in mainstream media. I do believe, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, with mediums like podcasting and also the blog and then your magazine, because it's not mainstream media, there aren't the rules. We're not following rules that you can't say this and you can say this. It's like, well, no, I can say whatever I want. If you don't want to listen, you don't listen. That's why we occasionally might drop the F-bomb. You couldn't do that on telly, could you? Certainly not. And I tell you what, I drop the F-bomb quite a lot in my podcast. Good. So there you go. But good. 
Glad we're not the only ones. I do. I mean, you know, I think you're right. And the beautiful part about starting this magazine was I realised exactly that. Mm -hmm. This is my baby, therefore I I get to make the rules, right? And so one of the big things, and and I love that you, you chicks raised this, one of the huge things for me was making sure this was sincerely a magazine with diversity, not tokenism. Because yes, that's the word I was right? after. Yeah, the right? token. Because I am a curvy chick and I'm going to own And by the way, Trisha, you are bloody stunning. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted you to know that. You are. But, you, you know, you're right. Look, I am five foot two, really curvy. I've got wrinkles. I'm, I'm in my 50s. I'm all the things. You know, I'm Well, I just want to tell that you that I think you look absolutely bloody stunning too. Oh, you're gorgeous. Thank you. But you know, you're right. We're not seeing ourselves yes. reflected back. We're not. Going, that, that doesn't look like me. I don't resonate with that. I don't know what that is. So things like, you know, we do talk about fashion in the magazine, but we never talk about fashion in the way that other magazines do. So, so you we don't, don't actually mention showing off clothes. Plus so how size you, models. So how know? do you represent It's like normal fashion. size women. No, we don't even show that. We talk about um, accessible fashion. What is it? Yeah. We talk about like, you know, the environmental impacts of fashion you know we talk about all sorts of things and our fashion editor who came on board to do this is this incredible woman Nikki Hind who is Australia's first blind fashion designer by the way she's award-winning and she's got her own brand called Blind Grit she is phenomenal and I I love her so much and so when Nikki Nikki kind of reached out and said hey you know what can I do can I I want to be a part of this and I said well what do you want to write about and she Mm -hmm. goes I want to write about fashion but I want to do it in a way that no one's doing it and I went fab let's do that Mm. it's just been brilliant but not only that what she brings to the magazine as well to wb40 as part of our wb40 fam is like she literally comes with that knowledge that lived experience of disability and it's a constant guiding light for me Mm. to make sure that what we're doing is real and honest and right and so everything from illustrations and images of women in wheelchairs or whatever it may be Mm. you know um, we just launched women um, WB40 in business which is more like a digital that's a digital magnets for women in business and the woman on the front cover extraordinary bloody powerhouse Uh, her name's Michelle Roger and she's standing there with a walking stick and she's in and out of a wheelchair mm. the photograph is so stunning mm. that you just kind of see what I meant it's like that constant she said oh that's the first time I've been on a cover oh, ever yeah. in my life yeah. but to see yourself other women are going to see themselves reflected mm-hmm. back in that image yeah. right and go oh my god if Michelle can do it so can I yes yes and she's just been signed to a bloody modeling agency yes. by the way Great. as a chick in her 50s and um yeah she's fantastic so yeah. this is why it means so much because we get letters emails dms from yes so many women and that's why we do it say, as well it's mm, just to know yeah. that you are not alone mm. because we all grew up in the 80s we all grew up with mainstream media and magazines that only showed beautiful people and therefore in our subconscious we've got all of these messages going you don't look like that so therefore you're not worthy i'm still unpacking that right? oh fuck I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh, 50 me yeah. too <laughs> She's all in and out. The cat's out of the bag now. Oh, yeah. Off we go. Oh, listen, you know, that I always think, you know, I could never live up to bloody Al McPherson no. running down the street in her Tab Cola t-shirt. I remember like, that. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, right? I know. It's, and you was, know, Sam- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We spoke to the mm. gorgeous Ali Daddo recently and to think oh, she's that in her midlife she's at times feeling ashamed for people to meet her because they're mm. not what they... She doesn't look... She, yeah, like she, she doesn't look... Did. Well, in her opinion, yeah, she doesn't she look the same as phenomenal. she did when she was younger and are they going to Judge be disappointed mm. and go, Crazy. oh, look at, look at her now, you know. Right. We but wouldn't do that, would women. we? I know, yeah, I know, true. yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, but this is such a real thing and it's ordinary, like, everyday chicks as well. I've spoken to women who said, I didn't go to my school reunion because I was so mortified yeah. that people will see what I, what look at me now. And I'm like, what? And That's, sometimes yeah. we're our own worst enemy because yep, women, absolutely. women will say about other women, oh, geez, she hasn't aged well. So then that yeah. message gets in the back of your head and you're thinking, I wonder mm. if they're thinking that about me. Are mm. they checking me? Like... Mm. You know, and so it's just exactly something right. that as a, you know, as a sisterhood, we need to get that shit out of our heads and absolutely not let it go out of our mouth. And that's what this is all about as well, because ageing well is not about how you look. It's what's happening on the inside and what you're doing, right. you I know. ageing is a bloody privilege. So, well, it is. That's yeah. that, Well, you're ageing well if you're ageing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start right. there. Yeah, let's so, break it down. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. Another like, day above ground's a good there. day, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And, and, you know, you girls were talking about your pillars before, yeah. uh, how our pillars are 100% true because one of the big pillars that we had about this magazine was changing the narrative of how women view themselves and about this societal, this constant societal pressure we have on ourselves to view ourselves in a certain way you know mainstream media has got a lot to answer for because this is on a daily basis the crap that we see and when we watch shows like Real Housewives of wherever in the world or whatever it may be and we constantly see what we're seeing is this notion that all women are a bunch of bitches who get who just attack each other and whatever that's a total crock absolutely I am surrounded Mm. by bloody phenomenal women in my life who support each other accept each other mm. help to raise each other up yeah. yeah we've got to stop this bloody bullshit narrative being perpetuated mm. and so that's that's another reason why i do yeah. exactly what i Good do girl. why you ladies know that do what you do yeah, and you know absolutely. you talk about diversity in your magazine but what i'm also seeing but it's still tokenism is diversity in television shows in movies and Correct. also in live theater there's only a little bit of diversity and I mean obviously maybe a lot of that's driven by the ensemble needing to do high kicks and dancing <laughs> yeah but, you do you not know, want me doing a high kick <laughs> but I think that our generation kind of making it more known and helping share the message I can see the generations like my daughter's generation and the good thing 
not that there's a, you know, there is some good in the social media, is that they can fill their feeds with diversity. So they're seeing more people like themselves and that's a good thing. I think they have a much healthier self-worth than we did at their age. Absolutely. And I think that it's because they're being raised by mothers who are far more aware and we want something better for our daughters, right? Mm. Yeah. Or women in society. You know, you don't have to be a mother to want better for women in their, you know, teens and 20s and 30s. You don't. And I think I've got a daughter in her 20s. She's an awesome, vibrant woman and I want her to just feel great about herself in whatever skin she is living in. 100%. And, and, you know, right? Mm. And I see that my children are surrounded by a lot of diversity in when they went to school they were surrounded Mm. by it, Mm -hmm. the friendships that they've chosen to have. And they're blessed because of it, right? Because at the end of the day you go, well, you know, they can see the beauty in that out in the world. It's enriching. It's enriching their lives whereas we didn't have that because of the time that we grew Mm. up in. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. Yeah, and potentially our history. mothers going through the 60s and 70s with, like, icons like, what was that, Twiggy thing? And, yeah, and oh, Bridget, yeah. Or Bridget Bardot. Yeah. Um, she was a bit more curvy. But yeah, but even, like they say, Marilyn Mon- Monroe was very curvy. She was, she was tiny. 14. She was tiny, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Yeah. Like, mm. stunningly beautiful. And, but she, was, she wasn't, but like, but not because she had she boobs. She was only 30 like, when she passed away. She was yeah, only 36. in her 30s. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, she I'm, was so young. Yeah. She was so young. And really, like, if you've seen any of her, you know, like they, you know, when they do exhibitions, when you see her clothes, like how oh, tiny her waist, she was, I know, tiny her little waist was, and I'm like, were they make people that little? I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, I mean, I guess some people like, are, and like, and, and we did, we did talk about Elle McPherson before, and you know, like Trish, you and I have talked about girls like Nicole Kidman, and man, they are naturally tall, statuesque, slender women, yes, you know, and we're certainly absolutely. not bagging those girls because some people, be like that too. it is, it is, but there's a lot of you know women. I have friends who are just naturally tall and slender and that is just how they are you know so I don't want to you know I certainly would never judge women like that you know because because they're awesome they're doing their thing but I think but they are represented in mainstream media and particularly in fashion Mm. whereas we all aren't like I have a athletic you know Mm. I'm short and athletic I don't see myself anywhere yeah, I cannot identify when I walk into into shops. I can't identify. Isn't looking it at their funny? Campaigns. Yeah, no, I look at you and think if I was your size, everything would be okay. No, <laughs> no, Trish, no. But see, this is a thing, yeah, right? yeah, it's so true. It's ridiculous. Thing. We're so conditioned to kind of compare ourselves yes. to somebody else right? mm. that you end up going, ah, oh, shit. And if we just kind of looked in the mirror and went, hey, you know what? You are beautiful. It's your body's bloody holding you together right now. It is. Um, yeah. Congratulations to your body. Mm. You know what I mean? Look at. I struggle with that at times too. So I'm not sitting here like I'm some bloody yeah, guru yeah, of course. yogi on top of the mountain here. We struggle. All women struggle with it, right? Mm. And you've got to go, but it's how we've, I, I'm a firm believer we've just got to keep checking ourselves, yeah. right? Oh, we've got to keep going, stop it. Catching it. Stop. Yeah, yeah and, and reframe it. And we are, we're morning, getting better. I actually said it to myself mm. this morning. I had something mm. going through my head. I went, no, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. loud. And it's right? doing the little Absolutely. rituals. Like so, I have been dancing mm. in cold showers and then when I get out, I do a body boost ritual from the beautiful Kim Morrison. I put essential oils in my hand and in front of the mirror in the nude. Sorry about the the visuals, listeners. I love this. And, you know, massage it in whilst honouring, you know, going, thank you, belly, thank you, boobs, great arms, great legs, all of that. And it 
does, you know, it must sink in. If all that negative conditioning has sunk in, then hopefully all this positive conditioning will I stick believe as it well. Will. What do you think, Sandy? Push the negative out. Yeah. Look, I think I think the world is changing and I mm. think the world is changing for women and how we perceive ageing. I do believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think because there's a whole movement, right, and I'm going to say a big shout-out to the younger women as well who, yes, stood on the shoulders of absolute bloody giants, but the Hold Me Too movement hasn't just been for young women. It's oh, been for us as well. Absolutely. It's been, right, mm. we are living in this monumental mm. time mm. in the world, mm. in the universe, where we're going, right, women have got a voice and they want to use it and we've got stuff to say. You know, Carmela Harris, I'm speaking, was like this monumental, two words were so powerful. Yes. Yeah. When she turned to a man and said, I am speaking. You know, I think it's so important and that's why platforms like mine, platforms like yours mm-hmm. are so vital because mm. it gives women a chance to find their voice, use their voice, share their wisdom. Yeah. And how bloody amazing is that? Together we're a bloody movement, ladies. Well, that's we actually, are. you've just answered question that I wrote and that was that because Trish and I see ourselves as a small cog in a big wheel of change. So do you see yourself the same? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And I do feel like, you know, I'm this little small sort of thing that Entity. is going on. But <laughs> Together when we connect, we're like bloody Legos, ladies. It's like, you know, I connect with you and then you connect with other women and I connect with all these other women and together we're coming in. And then I think all the younger women around us that are are seeing, you know, they say to lead by example, so they're seeing what we're doing, they're hearing our voices and it's empowering them as well. They're a fierce generation coming through as well. They are and I agree with what you were saying before, Sandy, about that there's um, a lot of them, for a lot of younger women, there is less fear about turning 40, for example, because we are great role models. (laughs) <laughs> if I do say so myself. No, our generation Absolutely. now, like those of us that are doing this and putting it out there so they can they can look forward, they can look ahead and think, okay, well, hell, like mum and all her friends, you know, or my auntie and all her friends are doing this, this, this and this. Like that's awesome. So when I get to 40 and 50, I get to do all this cool yeah. stuff, you know, because my career's established or, you know, or I've finally, you know, raised my kids or whatever it is because, of course, a lot of us, you know, don't have children. So we are, you know, we've been career girls mm. and things like that so that's that I find a very positive thing about our generation and what we're doing now like right now every yeah, single day something to be very proud of mm. yeah so look I agree Sandy, and I think as, as sorry saying, yes, no you keep yes, I've cut you off I do that there's a reason I do that to <laughs> that's because we're all excited no I was just going to agree wholeheartedly with exactly that I think you know for younger women to be able to see us and sort of just say oh well there's no there's no fear in ageing and when that clock on that magical day where you turn 40, that's that's the thing to be celebrated. And when you turn 50, it's more celebrating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Mm, mm, I encourage every woman, if you're heading for that, have a big party. Mm, mm. Celebrate your life and your wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, have an adventure. Mm. Yeah, I was listening to the, oh, I think her name was Petra on the way down from your, Petra. <laughs> with the sailing and living in the Caribbean. Yes. I was listening to that on yeah. the way down to Brisbane. So it's like, talk about, take Petra yourself Maya. off and have yeah. an adventure. Like, whatever. She whatever floats your boat. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, a, that was an interesting story. Ilya literally <laughs> floats her boat. Um, <laughs> so may I have a turn? Oh. <laughs> have you got your number? <laughs> Will you draw breath for just one moment? <laughs> it's too hard, Trish. It's too hard. She's so excited and loves women and interesting women so much mm. that you just get so into it. Oh, I do. I love it. But I do like to ask a question. Um, okay, <laughs> off you go. Okay. <laughs> We've just been talking about how 
what we're doing will influence our daughters. You were raised by a proud, disabled feminist mother. Did did she influence you in this way? Hell yes. I didn't realise, though, when I was growing up, how much of an influence she had on me. And our relationship was kind of difficult at for a long time. Okay. She had a very different, you know, upbringing. She'd been disabled, you know, she got polio okay. in the 40s. It was a difficult, it was a difficult life. And if we think there was no, diver- you know, that diversity has a long way to go now, imagine what it was like yes. in, the oh, 50s, gosh. in the 60s, mm, right? Didn't really so exist. So she never saw yeah. herself modelled back. She never saw herself reflected back. But she was a fierce little feminist and she actually did get arrested and detained by police on several occasions oh, while gosh. fighting for things she believed in. I so she uh, she got detained by police for, you know, protesting against the Vietnam War, although she says it wasn't against the war, it was to bring the boys home. Okay. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of mischief. <laughs> oh, my God, I love her. Yeah. Then she got, you know, she did actually get detained. They didn't call it arrested then because she got detained for supporting her American sister. She stood in solitude with the, you know, the women's rights movement and they protested here in Melbourne. And um, and she got detained, but they didn't want to say that they arrested women because they thought it it just added more fuel to the fire. Yes, so yes, So they yes, got yes. detained. All right. Okay, all right. Mm. Still, I like that yes. word. Yes. In the greater story. Because right? <laughs> it just makes your mother so intriguing. <laughs> but it's also, it's, it's kind of, I I love that, but I also kind of get a little bit dismayed that we're still fighting for exactly the same stuff. We we're are. still fighting. For, we're fighting. Yes. You know, we're still fighting. We're fighting for equality even now. We and, are. And, you know, we, we've got such a long way to go still. I think my mum, who's, you know, passed away now, but she was rolling over in her grave still going, I don't know, even before she died, she couldn't believe that we were having an argument about whether there should be same-sex marriage. Oh, she yeah. was a strong supporter. God, that, imagine yes, how she'd feel be. about the recent laws passed in the States. Oh, Mm, good Lord. She would be mortified, Mm. especially, I think, because it was, she was a very firm believer that abortion rights are women's rights. They're health, it's a health issue. It is not, you know, women's bodies should be their own. They shouldn't be controlled by government. But anywho, that's a whole other body. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's a (laughs) rabbit hole. been here all day, Mm. all day. But, yeah, she did it. She absolutely did influence me. And Mm. I think, you know, we became very close before she passed away. I think what was really fascinating, we used to have all these really kind of amazing conversations about, exactly that about women's rights mm. and she would question me all the time like do you think it's changed that much and I said actually I don't yeah and she'd say really because I see that you have so many choices I didn't have yeah. and I said I agree with that but I also think we've still got such a long way to go yes. mm. you know mm. the fact that as women we're still having to prove to the world that we have purpose beyond menopause <laughs> is I know. ridiculous yes. yeah 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 right? exactly yes Yes, so I think, you know, and I'm grateful to women like my mum and so many extraordinary women who fought for us so that we could have these rights. But it's astounding that we're now, as you say, looking at a world where in some states in America basic human rights are being taken from women as we live and breathe. Crazy. Okay, Sandy, I just want to step back slightly to the magazine because I jumped on your website and I was having a bit of a mooch around and you were saying that... Mooch? Yes, mooch around. (laughs) I say that a lot. I might have a bit of a mooch. Mooched around for a while. Have you not heard? I do. It was strange. Just feeling a little bit. Naughty. Naughty. A little moochy. No, I'm just my moochy. Side and have a little mooch around. Pillars and moochy like are all coming out today. <laughs> yes. I'm a fancy girl, remember? Yes, I'm a fancy girl. Articulate very well. <laughs> so, Sandy, you say that if WB 
40 reminds you of anything. It's the, the old WD 40. <laughs> I got that Good right. WD 40. If it reminds you of anything, it's the lubricant for your mind. Can you explain this a bit more, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, when I you know decided it was going to be WB 40, which of course stands for Women Beyond yes. 40, a lot of people when I started throwing this around, especially amongst my friends, you know, we would be having dinner with people and I go, hey, I'm starting this thing. It's going to be called this. And a lot of people were like, they would burst up laughing and go, what, like WD 40? Like, you know, that you spray on door frames. Well, it fixes so everything, Sandy. It fixes everything. Right? <laughs> right. It's, it's, a, it's a cure-all for many things. And so I dug in deeper then and went, this is this is it. I'm, I've struck it. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I said, think of it as lubricant for your mind Love because, that. you know, it's a cure-all for all the squeaky parts of our life that, you know, for women who are who are feeling alone, for women who are feeling ignored, for women who are feeling like, oh, I've been thinking I might go off and try something, but I've been too nervous to do so. And so I say spray it with a little bit of WB40 and off you go. Right. I think, you know, yeah, that's all it was really. And I just think I liked the name. It becomes a real, it's a very good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. And I if love all it. else awesome. fails, you just need a bit of gaffer tape and some um, bailing twine and then you could fix anything. <laughs> exactly right. Cable exactly ties, right. done. <laughs> oh, I love the way you think and it's true. Mm. <laughs> so where to from here, Sandy? What are you hoping for with the magazine and the Good Girl Confessional podcast? Tell us. So I think... Um, world domination, know, we, I hope. Mm. World domination. Mm. It's, it's really funny and this is why, you know, and I only bring this up so that women who are listening to this right now who think, you know, oh, I don't know, I'm too old, I don't know, I can't be, you know, whatever, all the things. I landed on the front cover of a US-based magazine called Women Who Podcast, a little Aussie, you know, grassroots potty, and um, and they put me, whacked me on the front cover, bless them, and um, I did a whole thing about WB40. And so the editor of that magazine, Women Who Podcast, is a chick in her 50s as well, and I was like, yes. yes. It's like, right, I feel like there's... As I said, I truly believe there's a movement happening and what's next for us, I think, is definitely live events. Mm, um, we, get, we get asked about it all the time and will you do a live podcast and will you do live events? And I think that that's got to be the way to go because mm. one of the big things for us is wanting women to be visible and we want yes. kick-ass yeah. women in their 40s, 50s, 60s to be visible. Yes, That's one of the reasons why in our podcast we do video the podcast as well. And so because – and I love this actually that my partner of all people said to me, you know, you're so big about getting women out there and showing their stories and telling their stories, but why aren't you visible about it? And I thought, wow, that's really fascinating. Mm, yeah, true. Even though we were visible in the magazine, I wasn't actually thinking about that in terms of the podcast. Yep. So that was yet another thing. So I feel like we're always evolving yeah. and always sort of we're growing, which is really lovely. Yep. And I think the next big thing is definitely live events. So women can come along and see themselves reflected back in our yes. guests, you know, guests and panellists and that they can meet each other. All these women who come along and listen can come along and meet other kick-ass women, right, yes. in their own demographic yeah. and go, right, and you don't you don't have to know someone to come along to an event like that, right, because yeah. you'll be surrounded by women. Mm. And I love that. Well, you know, look, we do have some, I'll shout out to the men who do listen yes, to us. Yes, we have men that listen to we Don't do. Give 50 yeah. as well, which is completely awesome. We love that. Thank which you, Cousin bad. Preston. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> fan, isn't he? Bless him. Yeah. And, you know, we're sort of branching, well, I'm branching off as well too, so I've, I'm co-host to a second podcast now, which is fantastic. Yeah. Called Alex the Seal. Yeah. Um, now, is my... that is that off the lyrics that we could never pronounce? No. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. So Alex is sealed the name came from the go-go's, yeah. our lips are sealed. Oh, oh yes. yes. See, I picked up on that straight away because I would I would be the person singing Alex the Seal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it now. I always yeah. knew from the get-go that it was our lips are sealed. I don't know why, but I used to like the go-go's. Well articulated a woman. Maybe. <laughs> it, was a, it was a common It was a common mm. misconception. Yes, a lot yes. Of you know, what was the other yeah. one? Thanks, sister. For cooking me bacon on rye. That was Australian crawl. And they, um, James Rain did not articulate very well, did he? You needed no. subtitles. Yeah. Yes. Subtitles. We could do a whole yeah. episode on um, yeah, <laughs> like fuck ups. There you go. <laughs> I said it now. But that's what mm. we have a whole. We have several episodes dedicated to the fuck ups of tunes <laughs> and lyrics and things. And um, and my gorgeous co-host with the most s is um is Joe Pibus, who's also she likes to refer to herself as a late onset feminist. She discovered feminism much later in her life, and she yeah. writes about it. She's pretty amazing. So she approached me and sort of said, "Hey, I know you're really busy, but do you want to do this? It's so much fun. Oh, bet. It is so much there's, fun. So if you love seventies and eighties music, this is the podcast for you. So Mel and I always say, and which we got from those two forty girls, that there's a definite power of two doing something in two. Mm, a bravery. Yeah, there's a bravery in two. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's absolute fun. So, so we, much um, fun. Sandy, we are sadly running out of time. We've actually gone um, over time, but it's been worthwhile. Yeah, it's been yeah, such a because treat. Um, yeah, there's there's always so much to unpack with our guests, you know, and and especially such interesting, vibrant, brilliant women as yourself. So our wrap up question is: If you were able to go back in time, what would the 50-ish Sandy tell the 20-ish Sandy? What advice? What advice would you give your younger what, self? What advice would I give her? First mm. of all, I would have said, listen, don't take yourself so damn seriously. Mm. Stop dieting and stop comparing yourself to everyone else around you because you're going to be just fine. I think that would be the biggest advice I'd give myself and the advice I consistently try and give my kids as well, yeah, right, yeah. is just learn to really like yourself. And isn't and it funny? It's the same advice we could give place. ourselves right now and continue to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And, and you know, and as we know, would our 20-ish self listen to our 50-ish self? Because our 20 probably know everything. better. Because you just know it all when you're 20, don't you? You just, you, you've got this. Exactly You've got right. this thing called life. Yeah. yeah. No, Sandy, thank true. you so much for your time. And we'll put all oh. of the links to your podcast and to the magazine. And to the magazine. Um, on the show notes, in our socials. Your socials. Yeah. Like, what a privilege it is to spend this time with you today. I love the fact that you have your podcast and your magazine. It's um, yeah. it's extraordinary, and I love the fact that your your contributors range far and wide. It's all driven by women, women for, for women. women, for women. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I love that, don't you? It's yes. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so so grateful, girls. I was so so excited to come on this podcast, and um, I've been loving your podcast. I've been telling people about oh, it. Thank I love you. Oh, you're it. darling. Thank you so much. It's yeah, yeah. And doing you, you girls are doing such great work. I love it. Thank you. And it is, you know, what you were saying before is about like rising other women up as well. So it is, you know, seeing women rise. You know, we love that. Like we spend too much time. The wind beneath my wings. (laughs) (laughs) What's that hymn? You rise me up. I don't think that's a hymn. I think that's. There is a hymn. Midler? Yeah, yeah, but there is a a hymn that says, you lift me up. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. 
Right, yeah, no, I can never sing those because I can't hit the high notes. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, always very envious of all the old ladies around me who can who belt can. it out. Oh, yeah, 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 I'd love to be able to belt out a song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Do you know, mm. my son and daughter both go to boarding school and my son's school, they have singing, like, on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, they take all the boarders and they have to practice their hymns. Oh, and this, wow. and they, I went wow. to... Do they love that? You wouldn't think so, would but you? But the fun thing is I went mm. to Mass and it was my daughter's school and my son's school shared the congregation. And those kids with the hymns, honestly, that place was rocking. It was mm. so fun and they had movements and it was kind of like oh, the boys so they... were trying to outdo the girls. But I was so, so... surprised because you could imagine a boarding school, you'd think that I'll be going, eh, 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 but they're like, yeah. At least I tried to modernise it for them. Yeah, like yeah. Like you've got to try and engage them. I mean, if you're going to be there, going if to you're be gonna be there and do it, you might as well give it your life, oh, yeah, I yeah, say. Yeah, have a big go. But I was go. impressed. It's Grounding for singers. Yeah. Right? yeah. They might up to be singers. <laughs> so that's it from us today. If you would like to know more about today's awesome guest, Sandy, we are going to put links, as we mentioned, to her website, to her magazine and socials in our show notes. So check it out. And don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 and email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. If you use those platforms where you can't review, just email us a review. Remember... Our gorgeous 50-ishers, life's for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and ageing is an absolute privilege and being awesome is our right every single day. Every single day. Thanks, Sandy. Sandy, thank you so much. Thanks, gorgeous girls. You're awesome. Number? <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.